1,000 sketches in 1,000 days. Day 136. Sketch 235. Gym member. special day today. Dan has spoken to his mother and father about the Princess Diana story. What did they say? And we'll Hang get on. to that after yes. the sketch. No! Yes! <laughs> yes. yes. No! No way! That is... That's... Not on your life are we going through the sketch first. Daniel, Let's find a longer sketch we can it's find. It's quite a long one. This. Daniel stated that uh, he was going to do the Princess Diana story after you'd written five more sketches. <laughs> you can jog heavily on. <laughs> jog heavily on. <laughs> <laughs> do the sketch first. God. Sketch this first, then stale. anecdote. That's the rules. So... Pants first, then socks. That's the rules. <laughs> I can't remember much about this sketch at all. Why don't we have... The first character being Simon, and the second character being Alistair. Okay. Do we need me stage directions? My, uh... Oh, we do at the end, yeah. I mean, I okay. have to do that if you want. Uh, yes, go for it. Why not? Pro- Good afternoon. Settle down, class. It's your time you're wasting. <laughs> oh, that is true. Protagonist enters shiny gym foyer. Straight, being a reflection of his comic foil rather than his sexuality, is manning the front desk. Good afternoon, sir. Gregory Peck's gym. How may we help you? I wish to enter your gymnasium. I'm afraid our services are only available to members, sir. Then I would like to enrol for membership, please. Uh, certainly, sir. Our standard package works out at uh, £17 per week, but we currently have a special offer whereby for a £5 surcharge, you may join our fitness classes on Mondays, Wednesdays and... Yes, yes, I'll take it. Very good, sir. Please sign here. Signing here. There you go. And here's my credit card. May I enter the gymnasium now? Of course. Welcome to the family. <laughs> and, and, and do you have a fixed gymnastic device upon which I may rotate at roughly chest height supported by the strength of my forearms? I'm sorry, sir? <laughs> uh, do, do, do you have a quadrupedal static piece of exercise furniture consisting of a raised body mounted with two handles, perhaps covered in leather or a similar substance? Oh, a, a horse. Uh, yes, we have a horse, sir. <laughs> oh, dear. I, I regret I may not be able to visit your horse because I have neglected to bring any sugar lumps. Uh, sir? And, and and furthermore, I find myself bereft of spare hay bales. Oh, my. No horse for me. <laughs> it, it's not that sort of horse. Is 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 it not? Then then why do you call it a horse? Does it look like one? Yes, it looks enough like a horse to warrant a name horse over, say, static quadrupedal exercise furniture. Aha! But a chair looks like a horse. Yet we don't call that a horse, do we? It doesn't really, does it? A horse looks like far more like a horse. 
Plus, the gymnastic horse was developed centuries ago to assist training cavalry soldiers to mount their horse. So, all in all, horse is quite a valid name with a reasonable clear etymology. Yes, I suppose. Ah, but <laughs> do you have any treadmills? Yes. And and are they mills upon which one may tread? Hmm? Pray tell? Yes. Oh, well, how about parallel bars? You have them, right? Yes. So that's like two pubs opposite each other, is it? No. It's a different usage of the word bar, although one that's equally as common. And are they parallel in the sense of extending in the same direction, equidistant to all points along the... Oh, right, I suppose they are. Quite right, sir. Would you like to do some exercise today? Uh, Not really. No? And if your plan was simply to stand here and make pat comments about the names of fitness apparatus in a manner that would be lazily smug in a comedy sketch and is therefore absolutely unforgivable here in real life, I shall have to ask you to leave. Oh, all right. He hangs his head and walks slowly from the foyer sad music playing. The doors close. Music stops. Seconds later, he runs back in and slams the desk. What about medicine balls? Do you have any of them? We do. Yes! He jumps, punching the air, freeze-framing mid-leap. The theme from Rocky plays. I think... I think my casting was spot on. (laughs) I think yeah. Terv's I'm not sure. the only one who could have done that part justice. That's very kind. I'm not sure I agree, but okay. Thank you. The best joke in that is Gregory Peck's gym. Yes. Where Peck's is short for pectorals, <laughs> which of course people won't realise. You probably wouldn't pick that up, would you, on audio? No. That's the funny joke in that sketch. It's just for us. <laughs> Richard. Yeah. If I know. Don't hear this Princess Diana story, I'm going to explode. Put her out of her misery, well, for well, God's sake. Oh, Go on, Dan. What, what, what would you like me to say? Well, hang on. So, Haven't we got to reset the seat? Well, okay. So, on the morning of Princess Diana's death, I was asleep, sleeping in as 15 year olds do. And my parents decided to wake me up in a very solemn way and come and sit on the end of my bed. And tell me both of them, both, both of, them, of them, both of them, and Incredible. tell me very data. gently and lovingly, really, that Princess Diana had died. They told me that this was very sad, but that these things happened, and and I, I've always been enormously confused by this because I didn't give a shit. Uh, I still don't. I mean. <laughs> You know, I'm very sorry she died in the same way. I'm sorry anyone in the world dies. I have no more feeling for Princess Diana than any other random person. I found it unbelievable that they didn't know that about me when I was 15. So that's the background to the story. That's the context, sure. Excellent. Can you relive the phone call, please? I called them yesterday. It was just about this. Um, Sure. Are you going to do the voices? No, I'm not going to do the voices. (laughs) So I phoned them and I asked them. I said, do you remember the day Princess Diana died? Hang on, is that what you led with? Did you say hi, Mum and Dad, or did you just no, pick no, up the phone? I did some say... very basic pleasantries <laughs> okay, first, which you like to you try to remember that? precisely uh, what. No, I just, wanted, I just want to know if you picked up the phone and said, do you remember the day Princess no, Diana died? No, okay, I think, fine, I think what I said was, hi, Dad. I think that uh, was fine. my <clears> opening <throat> conversational gambit. Fine. Got to them. And said, do, do you remember the day Princess Diana died? 
yes, he said, uh, sort of. And I explained the context, although not mentioning the podcast. And he sure. said, oh, did we? Oh, yeah, maybe we did. I don't know. Just thought we'd tell you. So there you go. Did your mum add anything? <laughs> um, they essentially said, we thought it was a bit of a shock that she died. Sure. And we thought that we would tell you so just in case you would be upset about it. So your dad didn't say that he was looking for an alibi. Yeah, I still, I still believe that. Uh, well i mean possibly he didn't mention it if so he's keeping it quiet from me it's such a boring conclusion to this as it always was going to be conclusion that they kind of couldn't really remember but probably did it to try to make sure that i would be okay about it yeah is it the only statesperson of note that they woke up at did they tell you when ayatollah khomeini died they didn't No, I think they just did it for Princess Diana. Not even Robin Cook? Not even Robin (laughs) Cook. Robin Cook. It's a nice end to the story that your parents were just being good parents and you now appreciate that. They didn't want him to be traumatised. Yeah. (laughs) Wake up! Wake up! She's dead! She's dead! She's dead! To be fair... 1,000 Sketches in 1,000 Days was written by the Albion Basement. It was performed by Alistair Turvitt, Richard Catherall and Simon Tui. It was produced by Alistair Turvitt. The music is by The Evenings. See you tomorrow. Freeze frame in midweek. Mid- midweek. <laughs> <laughs>